Good morning, and welcome back to the next episode of Believe in Arizona State. I am your co-host, David Coleman, with my dapper looking in his yellow today after doing radio this morning. Uh, David Fulcher, it's nice to see you. Morning, my friend. How are you? I'm really good. I really had a nice weekend watching these different games. It was nice to be able to watch, and I also taped it so I could watch it a couple times, the, the game between Arizona State and UCLA. And, man, we gave it everything. We, we gave it everything we had. Uh, some guys had some amazing games. And, David, you and I were talking about this before the podcast began. There was a couple things that happened this weekend for me. Watching this game, watching the Georgia game, the Georgia-Tennessee game. Yes. I had clarifying moments for me. And clarif- there were clarifying games, which, which showed me, again, I never played major college football, the difference between really, really good talent and elite-level next level talent and as good as we played and as hard as we played and putting up 36 points which you're going to say most of the time gets you a what i'll get you a victory. w gets you yes. a w yes this week it didn't and why didn't it david wow man that's uh that's pretty tough because you know i think we talked about this throughout the year that um teams have goals you know 16 17 points a game on defense you get you score 21 points in the game on offense, you got a pretty good chance of winning games if you can you can do that. Um, UCLA is electrifying. It, when I say electrifying, it was. I mean, they are, I mean, I've 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 saw some highlights of UCLA, you know, throughout the year and you know, their quarterback and you know, running backs and just you know, very, very explosive football team until I saw them. I know. Live against our Arizona State Sun Devils, they were they were like one or two steps faster yes. than our guys. Not saying we don't have the talent because we do, and you can see. I mean, you know, thirty six. You know, final score fifty to thirty six. I mean, so that means we put some points on the board, but we could not stop that offense. That you offense know, was unbelievable. What's funny, David, is we were talking about this game last week in our last podcast. I kiddingly said, I think the over-under is going to be around 100. I was only off by 14. You were so close. I was darn close when I said it. I, I should have said 85, and I think I'd have been awfully close. But you're right. There was a there was an afterburner effect. And then I, I thought to myself, whoa, they've lost a game. Who would they lose to again? Oregon. Oregon's on a roll. And, and what this made me, a couple of years ago and even last year, the year before, you'd hear people put down the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is not a relevant conference anymore. It's the SEC. It's the Big Ten. It's the Big 12. You know, it's it's the those conferences were kind of leading the way in the Power Five. I'm not so sure right now. Look, you know, look, they, look at, teams we've watched play, David. At one point, I believe we had five Pac-12 teams in the top 25. I think you're right. Oregon State, UCLA, Washington. USC and Oregon. Yes. We've had five teams in the top 25 sometime this year doing college football. So for them to sit up and say that the Pac-12 is falling off, no, they're not falling off. We've got some powerhouses that are playing good football. And here's a problem with having those five teams in the Pac uh, in the Pac-12 in the top 25. Arizona State has to play all five of them. Yes. And that makes it very, very tough going through the turmoil that this football team has gone through since the season has started. 
So when we start talking about powerhouse, power five football teams, we've got some good football teams in this Pac-12. What did you see this weekend out of us that you really liked? And I, I was watching that game. I'll come right back to that question. I was watching the game this weekend, and at one point in time, I stopped myself and I went, wow. And what I caught myself doing is, why does this UCLA team look so familiar to me when I have only seen them partially play one game? And then I went, oh, Chip Kelly and the type of people that he he recruits. Now, we were playing an awfully good football team. What did you see out of us this weekend that you liked, that shows maturity and growth, and that bodes well for us playing Washington State? Well, the first play of the game, that interception. Yeah. Ball was thrown a little bit over, uh, over the, the receiver's head. But you saw our defensive back right there to make a play. Right there. I mean, he's right there making a play. So when I see that, I'm thinking, okay, this football team is still playing the game from the heart. They're still doing what they need to do necessary to play against the top teams. The only problem that I saw with this football team was when you got a team like UCLA, you've got to match play for play, stroke for stroke. You know, you and I play a lot of golf. And we had a great golf game the other day. Probably sure. my best round of golf uh, in a long time. I believe I will let the world know that you cracked the 80 mark and shot cracked a 80 time. mark, man. You so, didn't know it until the next day because you can't add. I cannot so add up. You have to go man. back and look at the scorecard and re-add. And I thought Arizona State provided me that opportunity to be able to add, but I guess <laughs> I didn't do what I was supposed to do. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. When you match play for play, and what I mean by match stroke for stroke or play for play is – when you got the football, you score points. If they score points, you have to score points to say match and match and stay with them. Mm-hmm. We didn't score a touchdown after that first drive. We wind up kicking a field goal. We have to put seven on the board or six on the board instead of three because you're playing against a high-powered offense like UCLA. And I'm going to go back when you said Chip Kelly is the head coach. When Chip was at Oregon, you know what Chip used where he used to recruit? He used to recruit in California. Right. And guess what Chip is doing now? He's in California, so he's keeping his in-house kids there to come to UCLA. But I saw an Arizona State football team not back down against UCLA. It's like the heavyweight fight, and we said this many times ago. When you're in a big old fight like that, you got to throw punch for punch. UCLA threw, you know, when the, when the final punches were tattered, tattered, totaled, UCLA had... 500 jabs. Arizona State had 200 jabs. They did. You've got to match that. You have to match that daily when you're playing against a team like UCLA. I completely agree. Let's go through some of the stats. And there's some really promising things here. And there are some troubling ones, especially with our next opponent. Uh, First downs, they had 24. UCLA had 24. We had 30. Uh, Third down efficiency, a little frightening. UCLA was 9 out of 11 on third down. We were five out of 13, which isn't horrible. Fourth down efficiency, I, I like, we were two for two on fourth down. UCLA didn't have to try a fourth down. Uh, total yards, just frightening. Uh, 571 out of UCLA, 468 for us. We had 349 passing. Now, the scary part that we were talking about before the podcast began, they had 402 yards rushing on 42 attempts for just under 10 yards per carry. Uh, we did what I thought was good, and we've talked about this in past podcasts. We had 31 carries. We had 31 carries for 119 yards. You're always the number that I always hear out of your mouth is 2025. 
get us 20, 25 carries for 125 to 150 yards. And that's pretty good. And here is such a misleading stat. And this is why when you were talking earlier about not only the power, but their quick strike, quick strike, excuse me, we had the ball 36 minutes and 12 seconds. They had it 23 minutes and 48 seconds. You would normally think, thank goodness we controlled the ball. We kept them off the field. But if they're only on the field for a couple of snaps before they score, that's a problem. And that's exactly when you look at that statistic of 36 minutes to 23 minutes. It's because everything that UCLA did, it only took a quick second to do that. Right. We took the football and we drove the ball down the field using the clock, which was great because I was watching the Ohio State Northwestern game. And Northwestern was snapping the football right at one to three or four seconds before the, the, the clock was ran out. They played so, that entire game like they were running out the clock. Yeah. So when you look at Arizona State's time of possession against UCLA, UCLA was five, six plays, touchdown. Arizona State was six, seven, 10, 13 play drive, touchdown. Well, that takes up a lot of clock. And that's what Arizona State was trying to do. But when, I, when you look at all these stats, Dave, and you said it, running the football 42 times, 402 yards, 9.6 yards per carry. Dave, that's a first down almost on every play that they ran the football. Every single time they run the football, it was and, almost a first down. And you can't beat that. You cannot beat that. And if Arizona State gave that up to UCLA, and you just mentioned a little bit in there about what Washington State did last yeah, week. Let me look at that again. Washington State ran for three yards, 306 yards. Think about that stat. Washington State's going to look at the film of this game and go, hey, we can run the football on Arizona State. But now Arizona State has to go back to the drawing board and look at what they didn't do against UCLA running the football. And UCLA running the football, day. we talk about stats. They actually had two players. Two players who rushed over 100 yards in that game. And one of them was a wide receiver playing running back. Right. They moved him from wide receiver to running back because they had injuries. Because their injuries were down in their backfield. Kay Allen, Mr. Allen had 11 carries, 137 yards. And Mr. Thompson had 10 carries, 120 yards. And guess what? Mr. Jones, Kay Jones was right there. He had 13 right. carries for 98 yards. Right. So they almost had three players over 100 yards rushing. And the last time I saw that, three players rushing for 100 yards in a game, going way back when we had Thurman Thomas on the show. Right. When Oklahoma State came into Arizona State, and they had you said that to him. yards. You said that to him. You had 300 yards rushing. They beat you 45 to three or whatever, and you, they had 300 yards. What what uh, has looked to me, I was watching that game, that Casimir Allen, he looked like a combination of Debo Samuel and Tyreek Hill. Put those two players together. Debo doing what he does, Tyreek with the blazing speed that can't be caught. And that's why I said to you that it was a bit of a clarifying experience. And let me let me switch to what I think is important here. And that is, we both know that that game, that home game against UCLA, and they played, nobody can say they didn't they get fought. They fought, man. They fought. They, they, they were just fabulous. As good as they could do against a caliber team like that. Probably a field loaded with recruits. Recruits who I know you're going to say might live right in LA and aren't getting recruited by the UCLA's and the USC's of the world. Tell me what that game meant for, as a recruiting tool and, and where you see it going from there. Even with the loss, what kind of an impact did that game have on the recruits that were there? Well, that impact just goes to show how talented both of these teams are. It goes to show if you're a UCLA recruit, 
how much talent they have on the football field? And do I, as a recruit coming out of high school, fit into their plans for the next four years? Mm-hmm. And if I don't, oh, wow, Arizona State guys are leaving. Now, you know what? Can I put my name in the hat for the Arizona State position of playing football? Because that's where I was. When I was being recruited, obviously not by UCLA and USC, being a California boy, when I went to Arizona State and saw a game against USC and UCLA, all I thought about was, how can I make an impact on this Arizona State team to play against my hometown teams? So it's a very, very big recruiting tool. I know people want to win. You want to go to the universities that are winning. You want to go to bowl games. You want to go to you know national championship games. But you also want to go to the schools when give you an opportunity to get your education. And play. And play. You know, because it's not only just uh, you're a, a, an athletic school. You know, you have to be a student of the game as well. That means go to class, get the grades, you know, and then obviously play football. So the recruiting part of this, that was a win-win for both schools because you saw 50 to 36 after the game is over with. Yeah, UCLA won the game. But you also saw man, do I have an opportunity to play for one of these schools? And if you're not recruiting me, UCLA. David, I think State is, I'm going to Arizona State because I want to play against a school that did not recruit me. I think you're dead on. If I'm a recruit watching that game, first of all, the place was packed. It was electric. Sold out. Sold out game. Sold out. First play of the game, interception. Place goes crazy. Yes. We put up 36 points. We take one of the best teams in America – as far as we could go, we took them to the wire. We played a real nice game. If I'm a recruit, I'm watching that game going, they gave them a really great game. This place was electric. I can't wait to play here. And do you know why? Because the only thing that Arizona State was missing today was me. That's it. If they have me, great. It's a different outcome next year. Is that well, a thought that goes through a recruit's head? That is, that is, Dave, you, you hit it, man. Like you, you were being recruited by Arizona State. Recruit me, David. Let's go. There you Let's go. go. There you Let's go. go. I'm telling you, man, when as a recruit, as a player who steps on that campus, hometown kids, any kid from Arizona that was at that game right there could see, man, can I play in this stadium? You know, I had my football camp down there, uh, my all-pro football camp down there. Um, did not have it at the school there. Had it at um, um, uh, Valley Christian High School. When those kids step out there on that football field as recruits, they're visiting Arizona State. And some of them may not have ever stepped in that stadium. And they felt that energy in that stadium. When those fireworks went off every time Arizona State's team scored a point, right? you know what? That is, that's, that is like, uh, that's like drinking coffee early in the morning that, you know, that gives you that extra boost. Just like I just had my coffee with my extra boost. Let me tell you something. As a recruit, that, that, that's, that's electrifying. As a family, as a family who come to that stadium with their son, if they come with their son and you got a chance to play for the Sun Devils, wow, let me tell you something. The outcome did not go the way we wanted it to, but they show promise that they can play with the, the elite teams in the in, uh, in, 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 in college football, and UCLA is one of those elite teams. I agree. I, I agree. And let's look at the rest of the season, David. We, have, we're, we are uh, at Washington State. Pullman is an interesting place. I've spoken on that campus Tough. a couple of times. Tough. Uh, there's not much else to do there except all we can except fill that stadium and, and go get in there. They obviously, and I've got their stats here for a second uh, from, from the Washington-Stanford game. There's a couple of things again. They had 514 total yards. They held Stanford to 337. 
They had 306 yards rushing. They held Stanford to 71. Uh, Stanford did put up 266 yards passing and uh, time of possession, exactly almost dead even. 30 for Washington State, 29, but they beat them 52 to 14. They put a hurt on them. So first game, we're going to Washington State. We get to come back home for Oregon State and then against the uh, the duel in the desert against the team that will not be named. Yeah, we don't want to mention that name. You know, we, we, we not on this podcast. So again, two of the next three games away. So it's away back home against Oregon State, away for the duel in the desert. How do you see it playing out? Well, you know, they, uh, Washington State is always tough. They are. Washington State played tough. Because remember, Washington State at one time was a, a top 25 team. They were in the top 25 at one time. One thing that I noticed in the last game against UCLA was we talked about the X factor. The X factor has to have the football 20 to 25 times. He had it 20 times for 92 yards. Right. On top of that, he had 10 catches yep. for 90 yards. So yep. he's got 30 opportunities to have the ball in his hand. And I said 20 to 25 times, yep. whether it's on the ground or in the air, he had the ball 30 times. So listen, he's an elite talent. He is. Do you see, did you see, I was watching some of the explosive moves that this young man, once he got the football in his hand, how he was getting to the line of scrimmage, he was getting to the second level before the line of scrimmage, before the D linemen were touching him. Mm-hmm. In order for Arizona State to beat Washington State, they've got to control the football. They do. they got to control the football. Arizona State threw for almost 350 yards passing, but they ran the football for 118 to 119 yards. They've got to flip the script there. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I, I like our quarterback, Borgate, I like what he does, but he should not throw the football 50 times. 50 times, that means you're in trouble. But here's the thing, though. The 50 times that he threw the footballs because they were down to UCLA. Yeah, the flip, the script was flipped. So, yeah, if you flip the script a little bit and give it to uh, the X Factor 25 to 30 times, you know, it's a different ball game. And the time of controlling the football, as we saw, was almost two to one versus Arizona State over UCLA. So Washington State is going to give our boys some 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 problems, and we're flying to Washington State, right? And the weather in Washington State will not be eighty degrees like they're coming from and down there in Tempe. Every time I fly and go to speak in that part of the country, it's like time stood still for a little while. It's it's just a different David. You know what I'm talking about? You've played oh, yes. a different vibe. It's a different feeling. And I, I love one of the things that I heard the announcer say during the game uh, was back-to-back plays. X caught one and had a great run after catch. And then he had a wonderful run and it was bruising. And the announcer said, he runs angry. He, he runs like he's mad at someone. So I, I know that that's what you're talking about there. And yes, they're going to have to take that. We have to keep their crowd out. of That crowd will go crazy. If, if they jump on us early, if we have any, and we haven't had many turnovers last couple, we're not, it's not turnovers that are hurting us. If, if we can play tough and we can keep them off the field a bit and keep that crowd out of it, I think we can stay in this game. And I also believe when I go back and watch last year's game, Washington State came into Tempe. Um, okay, we were playing pretty good football and Washington State took it to us last year. They took the crowd out of the game. We have to do the same thing. College football is a little bit different. Because, you know, we're talking about college kids. So if you're if you're getting beat 40 to nothing, they're still yelling and screaming. But I think, though, there's a different yelling and scream when you're getting, getting beat 40 to nothing because of college kids. But here's the thing. 
Arizona State needs to go in there and continue to put the throttle down to the ground. Mm-hmm. Don't slow down. Don't stop doing what you're doing. Get the ball to X. Let your quarterback maintain and control the game. No turnovers. If we can, can keep ourselves away from turnovers, because you don't want to give Washington State anything free. If Washington State is going to beat us, they have to drive down the field and put points on the board. One thing I can tell you that Washington State does pretty well is they don't do a lot of turnovers. They don't give the ball to you. They're not going to beat themselves. You have to go out there and beat them. If Arizona State continue to keep playing like they've been playing the last couple of weeks, because they've been in every game the last couple of weeks. They haven't been getting blown out. They've had a chance. Even though that 50 to 36 score sounds like a really big score, but it's because UCLA did not – they don't make too many mistakes. And when they do make mistakes, they know how to get out of trouble. So Arizona State has to learn from what they did against UCLA and go out there and play the kind of football they've been playing for the last couple of weeks and bring back a victory to Tempe. I agree. David, take a sip of your coffee, take a sip of your motivation juice, and I'm going to take you back. I want you to put on the number seven. You're in meetings this week. You just gave up 402 yards rushing to UCLA. They're going to look at what happened between Washington and Stanford just now. They're going to see that Stanford put up 306 yards rushing. Take me into the defensive meetings this week at Arizona State. What happens? How do you correct that? How do you go, we gave up 402. They just had 306. Something's got to give. Well, a lot of it was um, the legs from the quarterback. He was making things happen at UCLA. He was running around the field, and we were dropping deep. We should have had a spy man on him. What does Washington State bring to the table that UCLA had to the table? Well, for them to run the football like they did, that means they have a pretty good running back and offense that can run the football. You know, I, as a defensive coordinator, I mean, I don't I don't know if we switch up the defense more than what's going on. I think a lot of it had to do with when, when, when UCLA would spread their offense out, four mm-hmm. wides on each side, back in the backfield, that takes linebackers out of the middle of the field. If Washington State's offense is similar to that or they keep it bunched in there, now you've got seven to eight guys in the box. And we say the box. The box is between the tackles. Inside the box is what you're talking about, having people inside the box to stop the run. If Washington State is going to beat me, they're going to have to throw the football in there to do that because I'm not going to give up three, 400 yards rushing like I did the week before. Washington State's quarterback is not as electric as UCLA's quarterback. But he does have good feet. We have to maintain and keep the ball in between the tackles, in the box. When it bounces outside, anything can happen. So defensively, here's what we're going to correct, guys. We're going to get people to the football. It's shuffle steps, meaning don't just run out of there and take off and go to your zone. You shuffle your feet until you realize that the ball is being thrown and now get to your zone. Stay home. See the ball in front of you come up and make tackles and make plays. And I think Arizona state will be okay. Uh, I would agree with you. They, they do have, they have amazing talent as well. I think any school now that is this far into the season has clarified who, who their players are and yes. who they are. And are they doing the same thing? Remember last week I said, are we putting some players in position to see what next year looks like? Is Washington state doing the same thing? Are is Oregon state going to do the same thing coming in? Is Arizona state? Our next couple opponents, are they doing the same thing or are they solidified and looking for bowl games? Well, I think Washington State is 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 a pretty good football team and they've been in the top, you know, half of the of the, the conference. I don't think they're looking to put players out there to figure out what they have for next year because Washington State is probably probably already a bowl team. I think they've got five or six wins 
already on their on their on their on their resume. So I think Washington State is uh, an elite football team um, that are that, that have been rising up over the last couple of years, sure. and uh, I think they're 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 structured to 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 win football games now, not in the future. So, but once again, when it comes to recruiting, you're still going to need somebody a freshman or a junior college transfer or a, uh, you know, the portal transfer to come in there and make that team better. Um, but if, if, if I'm Arizona state right now, um, we don't have anything to lose here. Washington state has more to lose because if they're trying to get to a bowl, what bowl game is that we are out there to prove something because we are not just going to lay over and let uh, the Cougars just beat us. I think we're going to go in there. I, I don't believe it's going to be a shootout, but if it is a shootout, give me the ball last and let me score that last <laughs> touchdown to win this game. That's what I like about this coming week, and actually the next coming couple weeks, is I've noticed since Sean Aguano took over, they have a very short-term defeatist mentality, meaning you've always said this, the second that game's over, go take a shower, mourn it for a second, or celebrate it for a second, and then it's toast. We've got to move on. I, I don't think they're going to come into this game with any defeatist attitude. I think they gave it all they could. They realized they played one of the best teams in America and they gave it a shot. And I think they're going to let that go, take from it what they can, tighten up some of the, obviously that's a lot of yards to give up, tighten some of that up. And I think they're going to go to Pullman and have a, a wonderful game and keep very close, if not pull out a surprising victory. Yeah. I mean, once again, what does Arizona state have to lose compared to what Washington state has to lose? Washington state is still, um, in the thick race of maybe even a, an opportunity to play in the uh, the Pac-12 championship. So they're still fighting when it comes to the Pac-12 uh, conference and record to, compared to the overall record. But what Sean has done, if I can call him Sean or call him coach, uh, if I saw him in front of me, I'd call him coach. As would Here's I. Thing, though, Dave. What he has done is that he has lit a fire under these kids in the last five weeks. He has given these kids an opportunity to go out and play football. And I told you this at the beginning of the year. When my coach, Willie Shaw, and then obviously when I got to the NFL and I had Dick LeBeau, the first thing they told me was, go out there and play football fast. Go out there and play hard. If you make a mistake, do not be afraid to make a mistake. And it looks like Arizona State's football teams are playing since Sean has taken over, since coach has taken over. They're not playing to make a mistake. They're out there just having fun playing football and doing what they do best. And if they can continue to keep doing that, that's where you know you can get the best out of your players because they don't have a threat of making a mistake and coming out of the game, getting chewed out, just play football like you've been taught to play it and leave it on the field. And I think I've seen that yeah. in the last three weeks of playing football here at Arizona State. I have a ton of respect for him, David. I have to tell you go back he, he he takes over after an embarrassing loss to a heavy underdog from a team from a conference that shouldn't have even been competing with us his his boss probably yes. friends, gets fired he's got to step in take over a team that was just demoralized and what what i've seen them do have they lost a couple games yes they lost the tough one to stanford they lost tough one this weekend to one of the better teams in america they've played hard every play we haven't seen me give up. We, we've seen, I loved early in this game. Um, I, I loved the rollout by Trenton Bourget and then completely turning back over and hit Swenson all alone, other corner of the end zone. They're using some creativity. They're out there having fun. 
Have they been able to pull off every game? No. I don't think the talent level is the same in some of these situations, but they haven't given up and they're playing hard. What more can you ask from a young team? You know, and, and Borgay, I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use Borgay as probably the best example of being told that you're going to be a scout team quarterback was not, was, was not given a scholarship, but given the opportunity to play the game. And you know what, man, to me, that just tells me that this guy believes in coach coach believes in him and he's giving him an opportunity to do that. How many walk-ons or undrafted free agents get into the, those positions and play? Because you know what? He, he feels he belongs there. I belong here. I belong on this football field. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to prove to you that I belong here. And that's what he has done in the last couple of weeks. And I believe that coach has these players playing to the ability and, the, and holding them accountable to do what they need to be done because he's been held accountable himself. And he doesn't want to let that team down. He doesn't want to let his staff down. And I vote for him. I vote for him to be the next head coach, the, the, the head coach of Arizona State for the next football season. And uh, if it doesn't happen, then you know what? It, it may not happen. But I will tell you this. He's getting the players to play. And they have not quit. And they will not quit against Washington State coming up this week. Two quick things to end this, and then we'll think about our next opponent after that. Uh, I think it's whether, whether he gets hired at Arizona State, which I think he's given himself every opportunity to do. I saw some articles where people soured on him after the Stanford second half of Stanford game, and we couldn't pull that game out. And I'm sure nobody's real thrilled that we lost this game, but, boy, we gave it everything we could. If he doesn't end up at Arizona State, he's going to end up somewhere. There's going to be coaching vacancies in this country, and he's absolutely put his name and the hat for, the, for those jobs, no question about it. Uh, and, and number two, after the Washington State game, we, we end up playing the uh, Oregon State Beavers. And uh, I won't say who, but I know that you have secured uh, a friend of yours as our guest for that show because he went to Oregon State and ended up playing for the Bengals. That's going to be a fun podcast. So we have to, the opportunity to watch this game this weekend, watch us go in and, and pull off a nice upset victory, come back and do another podcast, to prepare ourselves for the Oregon State Beavers. Well, you know, I, I know it's a, it, it's a, the guest is coming up, uh, Oregon State, and, and we normally don't uh, put that guest name out there, but I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to throw it out there, man, because uh, what a great guy watching play many years here at uh, uh, Cincinnati with the, with the Bengals and TJ Husmanzada. One of my favorite players. Will be our guest for the Oregon State game. And uh, let me tell you something, man. You know, I, I gave him a call and it, it took a couple of text messages before I got him to text me. And if I could record or play the text message that he's, his response to coming on the show, he said, yeah, I would love to come on the show because we're going to kick your, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, that that's just TJ. And I think it's that's his mentality. Good. It's going to be pretty mentality. good. And I'll tell you something, man. Um, Arizona State is, you know, besides the losses, they're, they're, they've been fighting. You know, once again, Dave, this has been turmoil for this football team. Coaching change in the middle of the season. Not even the middle of the season. First couple of games. Right. You know, having the recruiting issues over the 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 the, the summer. Um, you know, but yet still playing football. You know, everybody has a job to do. If they keep doing their job, eventually good things are going to happen. So I'd like to see, you know, half of that 25 points or 50 points that was scored against UCLA, against Washington State, and maybe even a touchdown less than that, and have the offense just keep doing what they're doing. Borgay, if he just keeps doing what he's doing, 
running this offense, maintaining, controlling it, and just get the X factor in the game, they got a shot. All right, brother. Something you just said, I want you to give me a 60-second answer. Yeah. And we'll stop, I promise. All that crap, everything you just talked about, losing the coach and the turmoil of recruiting, all this stuff, all the chaos and all the clutter, and another coach in this country calls it rat poison. A bunch of – does that go away as a player? The second you step on that field on Saturday, does it go away? It's gone. It's already gone. Unless a reporter brings it up or somebody comes up and says, hey, what about this? What about that? We have a job to do. Our next opponent is Washington State. Let's play Washington State. Whatever happened against UCLA, that was Saturday night, back in Tempe, game's over. You watch film, today is Monday. I think today is Monday. Today is Monday. Today is Monday. You're watching film of what you did against UCLA to prepare for Washington State, and now you start looking at Washington State film, getting the game plan ready. How do we get this team done? How do we get this win back here in, in Tempe? And let's go fight and let's go Sun Devils and get it done. Next Monday, we break down the upset of Washington State, and then we jump on TJ Hushman's on, and somehow we're going to kick Oregon State's butt. There you go. There you go, my friend. Hey, good to see you. you too. And, uh, for those that are listening, man, we appreciate you, and uh, we'll be back next week. Thanks, David. All right, bud. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.